This call is being recorded. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Thank you. Um, so like we were just talking, hey, you know, we are, um, we had that, sounds like this week is that moment where we move out of a really difficult weather, weather-wise uh, winter and spring, right? Um, and luckily we're moving into some, uh, some better weather here. But with the change of weather comes the change of seasons within our business as well, right? So um, me as a coach, uh, you know, content creator, whatever you want to call it, I always like to break things down into the seasonality of our business. I'm not saying that, you know, the spring market's over. I think we started really late this year. Um, and I think it's going to roll into, um, it's going to roll into June and probably into July. Cause I think people are just now kind of mentally getting out of their cocoon, so to speak. Um, cause it has been such a weird weather, um, period of time. Um, but with that being said, we got to think about um, our businesses and how the season seasonality of our business um, kind of um, directs how we need to think about um, our self-development, how we need to think about um, our business building, how we need to think about taking a review on where we're at and um, what we need to fix in our business, what's good, what's not. Um, and this isn't even so much about your business, but it's also life stuff too, right? Like where, what did I let kind of get away from me um, in that first five months of the year, right? So um, I love these holiday weekends because, you know, it um, gives us a little bit of time to reflect, gives us a little bit of time to think about where we're at and what we want to accomplish. So um, I want to reintroduce um, the concept that we started last year called um, plan, sprint, and celebrate. Do you guys remember that from last year? We talked about it. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is as you, we've got three major holiday or four major holiday weekends with three time spans in between. We've got Memorial Day to 4th of July. We've got 4th of July to Labor Day and we got Labor Day to Thanksgiving. Okay. We're, got, we're talking about a six month period of time. That if you take those three month, those three time frames and dedicate those time frames to getting really good at something or recreating a part of your business that's not where you want it to be, right? And you take those time frames and get good at it and build the biorhythms and the habits and the systems and the processes and everything that it's going to take to get you to where you want to go. If you stack three successes on top of each other over a six month period of time, you will have a business you won't recognize um, Thanksgiving weekend. Does that make sense? So that's what this is all about. So Memorial Day weekend is a time to really reflect and take stock of where am I five months into the year? And as I said on the call on Monday, some of you may be very, very happy where you're at right now, see a lot of progress. And maybe it's not even in the terms of, you know, closed sales, but you can see the momentum building. I remember the fall of uh, 2012, and I could just see 2013, what was, gonna, what was happening with my database, right? The amount of people that I had had that I was kind of um, gently, you know, pulling down the, uh, the pipeline, so to speak. But you can kind of see that if you 
are if you've been consistent at you know doing what you need to do over a period of time right maybe you don't see that momentum right so your job is how do we get that how do we get that created so as we're sitting here memorial day as we head into memorial day weekend take stock in that right and everybody has one thing that they know that if they really attack right away and get good at um they know that that would be a big momentum uh changer for them i'm not even talking you know necessarily real estate stuff let me tell you one of the biggest and most important things i've ever done has happened in the last five months where i've implemented it implemented a consistent meditation practice 30 minutes a day been an absolute game changer um unlike anything i've ever done you know, I've done a little bit here and there, dabbled, talked about it, you know, but really to implement it, that could be something that you could consider. It's those kind of things that make you feel better. Like I said, happy agents sell more real estate. And it's your job to get into that momentum. When you have that momentum, that's what creates some, you know, the enthusiasm and the, you know, when you get excited about what you're doing, you just want to do more of it. When you do more of it, you get better results. When you get better results, you get better confidence. You get more confidence. You want to do all the stuff that makes you successful, right? But you got if you're not there, you got to figure out how do I get that momentum started. And that's what Memorial Day, between Memorial Day and 4th of July, where you're sprinting towards 4th of July, and then you celebrate the success that you had, that you created during that period of time. Does that make sense? Then you do it again from 4th of July to Labor Day, right? Like I just mentioned earlier. This is that period is a little bit longer. You got two months instead of one. So maybe that's a bigger project. Maybe that's a complete reconnection to your database, a complete reconstruction um, of all of your clients and a reach out, whatever it might be. And then from Labor Day to Thanksgiving, and then you've got that last month of the year to really prepare for the for 2020. And it sounds like, Jim, why are you talking about 2020 right now? Seriously. Stop. You know what? Our sales cycle is what? Three to six months? So you got to be thinking right now, what, what deals do I want to close in October, November, December? What deals do I want to close in, you know, in August and September? Because as you know, they just don't come out of anywhere and you know, close right away. You've got to identify the people. You've got to nurture them. And you've got to bring them through the pipeline, right? So the stuff that you're working on right now, um, it is what it is, but now you want to you want to identify more business. So what I want to do today is I want to engage you guys and talk about what are some ideas, what are some things, and I'm going to put you on the spot. So don't be mad at me, okay? But let's talk about the things that we think are most important that you want to like that you think can create the most momentum between now and Fourth of July, okay? And we'll continue to talk about this as we move through the summer of how we're doing and how we're progressing and, and kind of support each other in that. But um, Dina, what do you think is one thing that you can do right now between Memorial Day and 4th of July that could have it be a game changer for you? Uh, reach down to your, into my database and really refine touch base and start cultivating the relationships that are like on the B2B um, okay. database and maybe add a couple. Okay. So Dina, what Dina said is like she 
she, if I read you correctly, she's saying, I'm, I feel pretty good about where my database is at, but I feel like there's a whole nother level or a whole nother layer that I can go down. Okay. So let's just attack that whole idea real quick about what you should be thinking about in terms of a database and the number of people in it. The number that you want to shoot for is 100 people in your, in your database that know you, like you, and trust you. Okay. And why 100? Because 100 is about the maximum that you can comfortably manage, cultivate, take care of, right? Everybody else, 101 to 5,000, whatever it might be, is what we would call in your fringe category. You're still going to market to them. Still going to market to them through maybe some postcard mailings or, you know, primarily your Resora email marketing platforms, social media. Make sure they're still on all of your on all of your social media lists. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, so what what Dina is saying is, I feel like I've got my hands on that top half of my 100, but man, how do I how do I go deeper and strengthen the rest of my database? Am I right? So what I would say to somebody like Dina is just first and foremost do a full audit of what your top 100 is and have them ranked in three categories, right? You've heard me talk about this before, which is your platinum, your gold, okay? And I'm, I've changed the, the terminology. It's not basic anymore, it's silver. None of our clients are basic. But this is kind of the, the uh, um, American Express monikers for, and we know that the place you gotta start, you can run a beautiful business just on that top 20%, which are your platinum. So if you got 20 people that know you, like you, trust you, and are your advocates and refer you consistently and do consistent business with you, you could live off of those 20 people. Okay? But knowing that we have a bunch of motivated people in this room, I know that we want to go another layer down, which is the gold and the gold clients are your people that have done business with you and they're good clients, right? But maybe they're not, maybe they don't consistently refer you. But you've done three or four or five deals with them over the years and they always come back and they're so gracious and occasionally you'll get a referral from them. Remember, we only use the word referral in these rooms. We don't, introduction is the word we want to use outside these four walls. But, you know, they, they introduce you, right? They introduce you to people occasionally. There's also gold clients that have never done business with you, but are your advocates. They're maybe in their 20-year house, but they love you and they refer you anyway, right? Even though they've not done business with you. And those are, those are really important people. Anybody have anybody like that in their database, right? Of course. Um, and then you got your silver clients, which are your prospects, which are the people that have been in that database for a while. They're, they're solid clients. Maybe, you have, maybe they don't completely um, respond to all of your communications and things like that, but you know they're there. If you saw them in a grocery store, you'd recognize them. They're friendly. But also, if you have somebody that gets in, if you've got 100 people and that somebody gets introduced into your database, it's a new prospect that immediately is buying with you, that immediately is um, uh, you're hitting it off with and you've got 100, probably one of those silver clients that are going to come out into the fringe and you're going to add that new person into somewhere in your database, right? So it's like playing checkers. 
I've had new clients literally that become so amazing in a very quick period of time, they go immediately to platinum, right? And I remember I've had developers where a developer said, Jim, I am not happy with my listing agent. I see that you're selling a lot in Lincoln Park and Lakeview and having success. I like your marketing. Will you come look at this three flat? And all of a sudden I got three, three listings, right? Of course, this is when I was selling. So are they going to move to a, a platinum range pretty quick? Heck yeah, right? Have I had platinum clients that have told me that they, um, their best friend got into real estate and they're going to be using them? Heck yeah. Do they stay in platinum very long? No, I got to move them into the silver range. So what Dina is saying is I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a full out audit of my top 100 and get everybody in the right category. It's what we call pruning, right? And then anybody that has not been contacted, she's gonna go through and she's gonna reach out with a handwritten note or she's gonna call them, she's gonna text them, and she's gonna reconnect to make sure that that top 100 or whatever that number is, it doesn't have to be 100, it might be, I've seen people with beautiful businesses that have 50 or 60 people in their database, right? But she's going to go through and make sure that that is um, completely in line going into the 4th of July. Did I nail it? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Who else? Donna. Okay. I want you to buy a book um, by Dean Grazioni called Millionaire's uh, Success Habits. And he went through, he talks about a, a, a process, a seven question process. And I would never ever put you through this right now. It'd have to be a one-on-one -on -one situation because if you want to find your why, there's a process of going through and asking yourself, what you, you know, why is it that you're here? Why is it that you do what you do? You ask yourself that question seven times until you get to a point where that sixth time or seventh time that you ask that question, the reason you do what you do is so clear to you that it like literally kind of shakes you emotionally. So he talks about that in, I don't know what a chapter is about halfway through the book, but Dean Grazioni, here, let me uh, pull it up on my phone. Who has their, um, all their material, all their books in iTunes other than me? Audio. Audio books? You guys are all in Audible? I, 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 my iBooks is my library. Okay, because when I buy it, it's mine. I don't have to worry about, like, if my Audible membership goes away. Um, Bear with me. Sorry. For a reason. I just like to know that if I want to reread a book, I can go there and it's mine. I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Can everybody see that? Millionaire. Yes. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Dean Grazio, see. 
Dean Graziosi. He's a great follow on um, Insta as well. And but Millionaire Success Habits, the audio book. Um, and he, you know, he talks about this. Uh, he went through the process himself with a guy named Joe Stump, who is by referral only coaching program is who I started with like nine years ago. He's not doing a lot now, but Joe put him through this um, this process of getting down to the real root of what it is, why it is that you do what you do. And Dean's was um, he wanted to have full control over his life so his kids could, you know, basically have what they needed or wanted, right? Because when he grew up, he was very, very poor. So he's motivated by never having to um, deal with that again. Or his kids have to deal what he went through, right? So that's his why. Also, um, in The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, Darren talks about um, this quite a bit. So if you have not read that book, that's one that is should be at the top of your list to review at least once a year. But he talks about the why as well. The compound effect. Now, why is that so important? Why? I, 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 tell, I will tell people this is what the why is and your vision for why you do what you do is so important to your overall um, success because you just will not do the things that you're supposed to do unless you are very rooted in your vision and why it is that you want to create something because you'll find every excuse not to do the things that you need to do consistently over a long period of time if you don't have that as your rock. Okay. So those would be two great books, Donna, for you to like dig into and, and, and um, review and get real clear. So how would you be different uh, come 4th of July if you knew what that was? No, don't laugh. Everybody's, you know, there's a lot of people in this room that do the same thing. Yeah. You want to you want to have a book that you know if you want to get into the into the feeling of this like right away. Um, if you're driving anywhere this weekend, throw Mel Robbins in um, the five second rule will rock your freaking yeah. world. Um, if you want to talk about somebody that um, who her her and her husband were in complete and utter uh, chaos, both of them lost their jobs or lost their opportunities, you know, 08, 09, right? She literally could not get out of bed, like had no reason to. And she um, saw like an infomercial or something about a, you know, a, a rocket that took off and it was, they would say five, four, three, two, one, and then it would take off. So she just mentally had this like shift. I can't get up. I can't get up. Five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. So she did. She did it one day. And then she said, okay, I can't get out of bed. I can't get out of bed. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. Two days in a row, three days in a row, four days in a row, 
five days in a row. Now she's making tons of money selling five, four, three, two, one. And what's great about Mel is she's got this talk show voice. You know, Ryan Serhant, same thing. Vishen Lakiani, same thing. Their, their voices are like you just want to re-listen and re-listen and re-listen. But Mel Robbins, if you want to get motivated to get your ass out of bed and get going, read that book. So you got three books. Will you be better, yes or no, if you read these three books by 4th of July? Yes. Right. Yeah, Compound Effect, um, Millionaire uh, Success Habits by Dean Graziosi, and um, uh, Five Second Rule by uh, Mel Robbins. And the Universal Effect. Yes. Another good one. If you have not read um, the code of the ex what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you may like also like uh, the code of the extraordinary mind by Vishen Lakhiani, which is where I got the six phase meditation practice that I use. Track number eighteen. Yeah. The uh, uh, code of the extraordinary mind by Vishen Lakhiani. And if you guys like a good follow, Mind Valley um, is a great app, and it's a great—you know—he's a great follow on Instagram as well. Marine, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're in the back. I just keep—I'm heading back, so beware. You guys are going to catch it too as we walk around. What do we want to work on between now and Fourth uh, of July? What's one thing? But no, wait, before you go any further. That is what most people will say. I got so much to work on, right? That was an honest thing to say. But what I have found is that if you look at everything and, and document what everything is, then you got to start knocking them out one at a time. If you start thinking, I got to do this, 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 and this, what happens? Nothing gets done, right? But um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what you said was very true to the way a lot of people think is I got all this stuff to do. I got to just, and I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to be good at any of it, right? Or I'm not going to finish any of these projects. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. What's your one thing? Okay, working in your neighborhood and your niche market. Okay, before we go there, everybody, what's your Instagram handle now? You, have a, you just changed it, Marine. Yeah, okay, grab your phones and start following her and giving her feedback, okay, on what, how she's doing. I like what you've been doing. One more time, say it, Marine Rush. Okay, follow her. She's doing some cool stuff, using the brand. Um, all right, so she said, I need to really concentrate and focus on um, my niche market and really have a, you know, create some momentum around where you live, right? So there's a couple things that, that you can do there. And, you know, traditionally it used to be uh, postcard marketing, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, which does work for some people. But I think as we move into digital age, there are people that literally do not go to their mailbox more ever. Is anybody like that? Right? Right? So maybe not something that you want to invest a lot of money in, 
But what I would say to Maureen, um, as she's now trying to do the social media brand building, um, spend a lot of time in your niche market that you want to create um, and go in and take, become a good photographer, go into those neighborhood um, boutiques and restaurants and shops and bars, tag them, right? Tell that story of where you live because people will start following you based on your lifestyle, right? So with that, they'll see that you live and, and operate in an area that they're very interested in. And it may be that there's somebody moving here from Florida, they're moving here from California. And what do they do? You have the right hashtag, you search, right? They find you because your hashtag is your niche market. They find you and they're saying, oh, she's in real estate. Does it hurt to have Sotheby's International Realty as your brand? No, right? Because why, why, why is that positive? Because if you're with Sotheby's International Realty, instant respect, instant legitimacy, because every market understands that brand. So you, you are doing a good job by posting a lot of um, the brand in your marketing right now in your Insta stories. So you can go around and just, you know, um, uh, show you living in your niche market, right? And doing posts based on that. And people will find you, follow you. And I, I honestly think that Instagram is going to be the new search engine, not so much for real estate proper, but real estate brokers. Okay. They're going to do their research on other, on other search engines, right? but then they're gonna go find their agent on Instagram, especially the millennials. And I'm not even talking to everybody. My 80 year old mother, if it wasn't for Facebook, she'd be distressed because that's where she follows all of her grandkids and her kids, right? If I didn't call exactly at 9.30 on every Wednesday morning, which is my standing call with my parents, I get a little, notification ping on Facebook. <laughs> Honey, I hope everything's okay. I know you didn't call. I hope you're okay. Please call and let us know you're okay. Cause that's a, you know, I'm like, you know me, I'm like clockwork, but sometimes I get pulled into something. And so does, do, are people noticing whether or not you're, they're commenting or whatever? Does that make sense, Maureen? Yeah. So if I'm you, like I'm going full in personal brand, full in, you know, um, a third know you, like you, trust you. If you guys were here about a month, three weeks ago, they got to know who you are, right? Which is see your market through your eyes. Like you, which is this is where you pull in your son and let them see you being a great mom, right? And then uh, know you, like you, trust you, which is showing your success, showing real estate that you're showing or um, selling or whatever it might be. Does that make sense? In a thirds. Does that help? Jennifer. You were sitting in the wrong spot.
I could talk about this for the next three hours. Right. You said two really big words, actually, not words, but phrases. Um, think and write it down, right? Some of the best uh, moments that I had, you know, building a business have been in, in um, pure reflection, right? Um, go somewhere. I love days like today where it's beautiful, sunny. It's like we're all thawing out, right? Did I see an eye roll there, Rhonda? Was that an eye roll? I'm so like <laughs> <laughs> So we're all thawing out, right? And we're immediately just, be, you know, we're in kind of a, a elevated state of, you know, you can see it in me today, the way I'm coaching, right? It's like I'm fired up. Um, so take a take a moment where the phone is off and the you know you are um, not distracted and be go somewhere that is motivational to you that is aspirational. Um, Darren Hardy uh, would go and sit at a coffee shop in um, I believe it was La Jolla, California, where he told the story, and he would look up in the in the hills and just look at the at the homes that were overlooking the water and that was his happy place right he said one day i'm going to live up there and there was one house in particular that he loved what do you think the odds are that he bought that house at some point he did bought that house but it was out of that time of reflection and almost like kind of looking up saying this is this what do i got to do to do that right you, if you're not, if you don't elevate your thinking, you do not elevate your business. If you don't, ele you know what I mean? That's where it starts because our, we, our default is pay the bills. Our default is I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sell X amount. So, and we do it. We're like, what's my budget? I gotta sell X amount. And, and it ends up being, that's what we, we never ever think any bigger than that. Right. So having that moments where, um, you actually write it down. Like, what would it be? Like, what would it take for me to wake up on a morning like this and have a feeling that I am like so freaking motivated and so excited and so proud that I am where I am right now and, and feel that? Like, what do I got to do to feel that? What's that number? What is that? What would, you know, so I have a vision in my mind walking Tucker over in Michigan at our house. In my mind, I felt it what it's going to feel like in, when I hit my three-year goal, right? And I envision that it's a Saturday. I hit it on Friday. I'm coming back thinking about, you know, I'm walking the dog. And I, in my mind, I'm going to have a feeling of what that feels like, review, you know, kind of reviewing the previous day when the goal was hit. Does that make sense? I think about it all the time in my meditation. What I love about the six-phase meditation is it's active. So when you wrap up the final six phases, you are – you are envisioning your perfect day. You're envisioning your perfect, like call it 90 days out in front of you. And then you're envisioning your, where you're going to be in three years. And when you run that movie trailer in your mind, that's where you program your subconscious and it's looking for those ideas to help you reach those goals. This is not woo woo. This is freaking flat out strategy. Okay. This you're, you're either going to think about what you don't want to create, right. Or what stresses you out or what you worry about. And that's what you will, that's what we, that's what you'll get because that's what your mind is saying. Right. 
that's what's on your mind. So you, you, it's drawn that to you because that's it's reality. Are you with me? So when you sit down and you think and you write it down, that's step one, the easy part. The hard part is consistently every day reviewing it and, pro, re, and programming it in your mind. It takes 66 days. Right? I just started doing keto. Anybody on keto? Oh, my God. 11 pounds in a month. And I got to tell you, the first week, I love bread, I love pasta, and I love potatoes. Giving that up, like my body was not happy with me, right? But after two weeks, it just, like, I, I didn't even want to eat it, right? Because I'd gone two weeks, and so now it's like it's not even in my diet anymore, right? I went to uh, lunch yesterday. Somebody asked me out for lunch, and I had a turkey club sandwich, and all the bread was on the side of the plate at the end of the the meal. I should have just had the burger without a bun. It would have been easier. But now I don't like, you see what I'm saying? Why am I telling you this? That it took me a while to get past that, like that, those cravings. Same thing happens when you're meditating and you're, and you're changing new habits. You just don't want, Donna doesn't want to get out of bed, right? But if her, if her why is big enough, her vision is big enough, guess what? Five, four, three, two, one, right? Up. Right. If your why is big enough, meaning you're thinking at a level that is above where you're at, you're you're gonna not not want to get up and do it. Right? Kind of like I eat burgers now without buns, and people think I'm crazy. But was it important enough to me to make that change? Yes. When the doctor says to you on your 50, you know, at your checkup, said Jim, you can't like not do this anymore. Right? Because you're at that age that if you don't start watching this stuff, it's gonna catch up with you. Okay, Doc. Right? Um, is that helpful? Okay. Good. Um, Nancy Ackerman. You're like, you, you just... Isn't that so true? Everything, Everything is 90. Yeah. That's why you see really 3% of the people achieving at a very, very high level is they have mastered between the years before they mastered. They realize that they want to get somewhere. They know the formula is what do I got to do to get there? It starts here. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to think, right? I'm going to write it down and then I'm going to go execute on it. And after they've done it three or four times, then they're like, it's just a formula. And that's why people can build, you know, multi-million dollar companies or billion dollar companies and do it over and over and over again because they know, you know, here's the idea. Here's what I got to do. I got to hire a good team. Here's, here's where I want, you know what I mean? They know who, they know what they got to do and they just execute on it. But it all, it all starts here and only really that five to 7% on anything that's successful 
or anybody that really does a great job that's somewhere in that range. And the elite, elite producers are 1% to 3%, normally in that 1% range. Because they do all of it, right? And they're the ones that make it look easy, right? Because what, what they do, they program their mind and their biorhythms so that their body and their mind, they took the, the, the natural or the intellectual part of understanding and turn it into the physical, which is your mind and your body literally take over. So what is it, what is it about feeling good and feeling great that, you know, it's that, that's what gives you the energy, right, to do everything else? Right. Yeah. So are you consistent with that now? Okay. So you just told me something very interesting. My days are all awesome if I do it. My days aren't as great if I don't do it. You're normal, right? And here's, here, trust me, this is the, this is the, the continuum between being super talented and being elite is saying like, there are some non-negotiables in my life that if I don't do them, the rest of everything falls apart, right? So um, you tell everybody in your world and yourself that from six to seven in the morning, I'm not available, right? Or you find that time where you can do that and make it non-negotiable to your day and just do it. Because you know that that one hour is gonna save you three hours the rest of the day, right? you're moving slow and you just can't but if you're if you got that energy and you're feeling great you move through things quicker and you're you're that multiplication effect you spend the hour to save three and you're happier healthier and you feel better so what what i would say to anybody not just nancy that if you're having a struggle whether it's getting out of bed or you know um doing all the things that you need to do or getting up and doing the things that you need to do to feel great then your why or your goals are not big enough. You haven't put enough pressure on yourself to say this is non-negotiable, this is unacceptable, right? So for me, people are motivi motivated by desperation or inspiration. I am not motivated by inspiration. What do I mean by that? I can't, I just don't read something and say, oh my God, I'm going to go do it. I got to create desperation like what my current situation is is unacceptable because I have a whole nother level out there for me. So where I'm at right now is unacceptable. I got to create the desperation to motivate me to be inspired to get to that next level. Does that make sense? So you almost have to say this is not okay, but I'm going to, I'm okay with the, I, where I'm at right now because I know I'm going to be here. But just to go, you know, hear Tony Robbins event or something like that and be like, man, I'm going to go do it. No, I've got to, I've got to basically tell myself that where I'm at right now is unacceptable. Even though other people may say, wow, you're doing great. No, for me, it's like that your state of mind needs to be changed in order to get you out of bed or whatever it might be to go do that. Did that help? Okay. And that is so, what Nancy just brought up is the so important when it comes to energy and your mental state, your exercise and all of that. And that diet, that, that little thing that I went off on right there is, is more about any goal that you set, not just 
health and fitness, anything that you want to create, you gotta you gotta put leverage on yourself. Maya. I, know, I really struggle to say like I'm doing well or like I do well in this or sale or whatever it is. Like all the buyers are great deal with it. I really struggle with that. I just like struggle with in general. But um, I know I need to do more of it. Okay. Well, I feel you, right? There's you know, when you have that there's things that you're like, man, you know, we call them walls, right? Like it's uh um Brendan Burchard talks about it in um, his um, his book, um, and it's it's those mindsets where you you run up against something that you keep running up to, and you just never ever find a way to get past it. Right? It's like, oh, I don't need to do that. Oh, that's not me. Or oh, this or oh, that. Right? And Maya, thank you for bringing this up because I think we all have something like this, and. Again, back to what we were talking about, you, you just have to say, I'm doing it. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try it in a way that's authentic to me, right? Not not a humble brag kind of way, but just kind of a uh, mark. Even with that, like, I closed this today. It doesn't have to be concentrated. It's no. almost fraudulent. I'm like, I have so much stuff I'm working on. I really want to do this. I'm not But do it in a way. You know what I love watching is people that are doing it differently. Right. Like you could say, you could take a great, I, I think everybody needs to become a photographer. Okay. Learn to become, use your iPhone. These iPhones have, and the new, the new galaxies have better cameras than you can buy, but you just need to learn how to become a good photographer. And you could say something that would be authentic in the way I would see you doing something is you could take a picture of something very um, specific to the home they just bought and just say, my clients get to come home to this tonight. You know what I mean? Like, isn't this the coolest tile ever? This is where my, you know, my buyers, Jim and Jody get to come home to tonight, this bathroom. And it's not, I sold this house, bottle of champagne, right? <laughs> But that's marketing. I don't think, I think the subtle is better because it's different. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I would add to? What I would do more in your game, and this is back to what I talked to Maureen about, um, do more neighborhood stuff, right? 
you know, do there, there's so we live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world, you know, this time of year, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Today, today, but let's face it guys. There is some, uh, you know, we're coming into patio season and concert season and, you know, but I would be consistently taking great photography and building up a, um, a library of great content and pulling that out when you need it. Okay. It could be cold. It could be, we could be in the middle of everybody shut down because we're, you know, in the middle of a polar vortex and you could, you could rock everybody's world by breaking out a picture of just be patient guys. This is what we got coming in a couple months. Right. But it's sitting there in your catalog of this is why we live in Chicago. We deal with all this crap to be here from June to really through the holidays, right? I love November and December, September, October, November and December in Chicago, right? So, but just back to what I told Maureen, let people know you, like you, and trust you through your eyes. Your eyes are, your authenticity is so important today in marketing because they're buying you based on how you're showing them your market, right? And how you're interacting with your clients and how you're interacting with your city and how you're interacting with your success or evidence of success, right? But I think that I get a little uncomfortable when everybody says, oh, I'm at the closing table. Boom, boom, boom. They bought this. Congratulations. Be more, um, I'm more, you know, drawn to those that are being so much more clever right in their photography and 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 how they're showing their this their story because um, i think some some of that stuff might have worked four or five years ago but i think now it's kind of kind of over it does that, that help a little bit Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with. A little bit here and there, but just if it feels authentic to you, like, but make it creative and make it artistic. You are an artist, girlfriend. Have you guys seen her sketches? Have her show you some of her stuff that she does. I mean, you're an artist and let that, let that shine through your, your marketing. Everybody's different. And that's what I love about marketing now is the best marketing doesn't feel like marketing. You know what I mean? Um, and I think this is where we all have to go with personal branding is it's not, it, it's, uh, it's done in a way where people feel like they know you and they, um, and there's so many people out there that are, that are following different stuff and they're going to, they're going to follow and continue to follow those that are, that are coming off as authentic. Right. Um, and it's, and it's not the, I sold this or I sold, you know, it could be done that way, but do it in a very creative kind of artistic way. How am I doing Dina on time? 10 minutes. Um, so as we kind of wrap up here, I want to, I want to challenge all of you to, um, really take this weekend to, uh, 
figure out what that one thing is that you want to get good at between now and 4th of July, right? And, and resist the urge of, of worrying about the fact that there's so many things to do and you got to work on all of them. Go get really good. So imagine you're sitting here on Memorial Day, right? And um, you take the next month to really, I'm just going to use some of the examples. Um, take them the next month to get really, really clear about who it is you are and what it is that you want to create, right? And that comes from what do I got to do every single day to remind myself of what it, why it is I do what I do, okay? Because when things don't go well, you need to, that why and that, that purpose is what is your shield to all the BS. A lot of that will bounce off you if your why is really super strong. If it's like, why am I doing this? That's the opposite of the why, right? So you, do, you, you come 4th of July and you're like, man, I am got my meditation practice in. I'm writing it down on my daily time management form, what my goals are. I know what it is I want to create, right? And then Labor Day or Memorial, or, excuse me, 4th of July comes and you're like, man, I am going to become an expert marketer and can, can completely change my personal brand between now and Labor Day, okay? So by Labor Day, all of a sudden, everybody's asking you, what the heck is up with you? I love what you're doing. I love the change, right? So this goes to what Maureen and Maya have been talking about. Everybody now is seeing your market through your eyes. And they know you like you and trust you because of how you are showing the world what it is that you do, right? So now we're sitting here, Labor Day, moving into the fall, got a big why, we've got a, now we're marketing, we've got a personal brand that is executed, you're doing it consistently because you focused on one thing and now we're sitting here way further ahead than we were Memorial Day weekend. Now, we got Labor Day to Thanksgiving. This is the time of year as you're all in on what Dina is talking about, right? And this is where that database is beautifully pruned. You're ready. You're doing gifting. You got, you got that Thanksgiving week that you've done your pie giveaways. You've done all of that. You connect with everybody in your database. Why is that a good time of the year? Because over the holidays is when they, people start talking about on their car rides to and from Brown's house. Man, the house is getting too small. Or let's... Let's get out of here. Let's get a smaller place or whatever it might be. Okay? They heard from you and they're like, ah, oh, let's call Dina. Okay, fired up. Let's get let's make 2020 the year we upgrade or we downsize or we this or we that. Okay. This market, as you know, right? There's Lars will tell you that we're the market's changing a little bit in Chicago, isn't it? You know, sorry about what's happening right now in 2019 that with all this change, this market's going to hit the bottom. There are buyers out there looking and they're watching. That's what happens when they see that price set on the stock market is going, going. You think people are buying when it's going down? Maybe a little bit here and there. There are certain stocks that they see that they like. But when they see that market hit the bottom, every buyer is going to pop out and they're going to be like, they're going to want, they're, we're going to have a herd mentality like you've never seen before getting in on this market before it goes back up, right? 
lowest employment we've seen in a long time. The, the economic headwinds are the opposite of what we saw in 2007. But what we're seeing now is people on the sidelines wanting to buy. Are they not buying right now? It's better, consistently. Is there no herd mentality? Right? I see different parts of the market are still settling in. Lincoln Park's been going through a correction for three years. Nine houses sold last week. Did you know that in Lincoln Park? Yeah. Yeah, why? Looking ridiculous at these prices. Not build them what people are buying them for right now, and, and they know it. So why is it important to be out in front of all your buyers and all your clients? Do you want to be there with them, with you on their mind when, when that is? Yes. So, as they're sitting here, Memorial Day, and we've got a, a why that's in place. we got a personal brand that's in place, and we got a database that's built. Are you going to be better six months later than you are today? Almost not fair. Uh, you got to do it. You got to go out and commit. That's why I like plan, sprint, and celebrate because you break it down into smaller bites. And then when you come out the other end, you'll look back and say, what just happened? It was easier than I thought it was, but it's just because I committed and I got really focused on um, the fact that I wanted to be at a bigger, better space or place than I am right now. Okay. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I'll stick around for a little while for Q&A if you guys want it. Thank you very much.